0: Hey, you beautiful humans! Now, this is oh, actually, and, and anyone else who happens to be listening—if there's any dogs or cats tuning in—hey, how are you? Um, who knows? Maybe there's a few. I guess there probably are a few. This is our first uh, discussion this week around the. Well, we're gonna have like a series, like exploring self. And today we talk about self-awareness. And um, <laughs> yeah, it goes goes a little bit this way and that way. Um, but there's some really interesting stuff in this, so you'll have to uh, stay with us. We're in two parts. Um, so we're going to, we'll take you up through the first part today, obviously, and then next week we'll release the next part so you don't have to wait too long. And um, yeah, yeah, we, uh, we're we going to explain why we start with self-awareness right from the off with the podcast. So that's it. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to hand you over to me and Ellie. See you there.
1: Well, hello and uh, happy Tuesday to you folks. Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with... Good old me, Ellie. Oh, you forgot who you were for a minute then. Yeah. <laughs> I, was trying, I was trying to think how to cue well, you up. And oh. good old, good old Mr. Sam. It's Hello, Mr. Sam. Hello, me. It's a term of endearment. You know, not
0: old. There's no, it hasn't like, it. it's, you know, old. Oh, man, let's not go down this route.
1: You young whippersnapper, you. So are you okay, Mr. Sam?
0: I'm all right. Just getting blinded by the light right now.
1: Blinded Son. by the light, that's it's yeah, a good film. Good. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that, actually. It's a good film.
0: Yeah, it's about um, a lad who's obsessed with Bruce Springsteen who grows up in Leeds, I think. It's a Danny Boyle <laughs> film, isn't it? It's, it's, it's actually quite It's, it's pretty
1: I'm surreal. i just thinking, do you worth know a, I, what? What was going through my head was the streets.
0: I d- I, um, yeah, 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 that's it. I can't remember yeah. what, what song that lyric's from. Anyway, we digress. Anyway. Go on.
1: Um, just before we get going today, there's a, there's a couple of things. Oh, yeah. Number one. <clears throat> life-changing five stars. Thank you both so very much. Your perspectives are so life-altering. Your wit and humor bring balance to so many important topics. You have helped me start finding myself again, which is really important for what we're going to talk about today. I'm so thankful my journey has brought your unique approach to my, into my life. I <laughs> like that, your unique approach. <laughs> That was from yeah. Curl Twenty Twenty. Thank you. Awesome. I really enjoyed reading. I was that that lit me up this morning. Yeah, it's so great to hear reviews. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so thank you for that. Please do go and leave a review if you'd like yours read out in the same fashion. Yeah. And prizes for getting a cockerel in there. And or oh, and the and the other thing, the other PSA before we uh, move on to the meat and potatoes, is uh, I am about to launch my last women's small coaching group before I take the summer off with the kiddos. So this is your last chance to grab a seat in one of these small women's coaching groups. So this is for you. If you are alcohol free, you've had a stint of being alcohol free. You want to stay that way, kind of like how it's going Uh, but you are not sure how you're going to do that alone. So we, in a very small group, five to seven women, navigating all of those first alcohol-free in a really supportive and loving environment. And also it's a really great opportunity to dig into the underlying reasons why we drink. And we're going to be moving on to this episode about self um, in a moment. And so it's it's firmly in that uh, place um, that we're doing a lot of work together. And it's lovely. It's it's just a really nice place to make connection and to get support with the things that are going on in your life that you perhaps haven't got an avenue to to talk to other people about elsewhere so come and join us do it you also have to be 100 sure that you can
0: uh handle ellie's jokes so if if you can how do you know
1: how did how do you know because you haven't been in my group well well I mean, it, either it's super
0: there must be a joke every now and again there must be. There's a few about you. <laughs> I bet I bet there are. Yeah. Right, come on. Um, tell our lovely so yeah. bit. what are we up to?
1: Uh we are following on from our episode that we started last week that was called Why Am I So Fucked Up. And that was kind of setting the scene for this little mini-series. Actually, the episode was called The Cockroach with a bunny song. <laughs> oh, was it? I thought it was yeah. Why Am I So Fucked Up.
0: Well, that's the that's the you didn't the, really the call a
1: podcast episode that, did you? Yes. Did you really? Oh, for fuck's sake, Sam! I mean, why? Well, Mate, you are, like, How is that have... going to rank us, right? How... Curiosity. Do you, Do you think
0: calling it "Why Am I So" you fucking have up? as well?
1: I've just checked,
0: and you have. <laughs> your dick. You. Your idea was cockadoodle doodle who? That was your idea. Brilliant. I nearly, I nearly called it that. Obviously, it's going to be called that. Like, you watch, you watch. A bunch of people are going to be like, what the oh fuck is that God. about? And then I they're going to listen. I can't believe
1: you did that. There you I go. can't quite believe you that. Anyway, so this, this <laughs> episode follows on from the Cockerel with a Funny Song. <laughs> and what we're heading into is a series all about exploring self. And so where we have that lovely review from Curl 2020 that said, about you've helped me start finding myself again. Mm. That's what we're talking about here, yeah. and we're going to be going into lots of different individual topics about self. Today we're starting with self awareness, and then there's going to be a bunch of other topics like self love, self care, self esteem, self respect, all of those things. So selfie absolutely. sticks. Yeah, we're not doing selfie sticks. It's a good job. I'm, I'm in charge. <clears throat> um, so. So that's it. You're and not in charge
0: I... of naming the podcast, though, are you? <laughs> Sadly, not. Sadly hey, not. hey, we've done all right to this point. Yeah. You tr- right, you buddy. watch, don't you? Worry about it. You right watch. then you watch. So, we've decided to start with self awareness because everything starts with awareness, right? And sort of whatever way you you come to this um beautiful topic that's true so at the kind of cosmic level the only reason that we me and you are even having this discussion right now is because out of some miracle the well the miracle of of awareness and consciousness is kind of opt or you know is the ground of all things or or whatever and actually if there were n- you know self awareness being able to know that we know mm. you know is a hugely le- who knows if that's if this maybe this is the only place in the universe where that's happening right now M- maybe it's not um but it's kind of like the starting point for something kind of magical um and also at the local level that's very true as well because if you think about it if we're unaware of something happening you know we we have far it, it's not changing anytime soon right it's just kind of ticking away we don't know what's going on and um yeah so so we wanted to start here as literally the it's such a powerful thing awareness just being aware of something very often starts to change it um so yeah Um,
1: yeah it is literally all there is Mm. literally all there is and i don't i don't think we think about it very often (laughs) typically
0: yeah it's a bit of a trippy thought i mean we won't, we won't go completely down the rabbit hole with this. I'm just starting to go down there. Can we see uh, like a furrowed yeah, brow? Yeah, yeah. But, but if you listen to, you know, many of the the non-dual teachers and Rupert Spira and people like that, they talk about how we can't make any assumptions um, of what happened prior to awareness. You know, science, science may, may do so, but ultimately, you know, they would say that it's, a. Uh, well, think about it. we, we are we're only aware of the things that we're aware of and and so we've started to explore everything that's going on out there from that base and so whenever it was that that awareness popped into being um who knows who knows there's all these questions to answer it's a very very important um moment and it is pretty trippy to sit and think about it mm.
1: and to think where it goes mm. for how long
0: well, it is one of the ultimate questions in uh, i mean consciousness right you know is it local so is it generated by the brain or is it this kind of field that's kind mm-hmm. of underpinning all things and we definitely won't go there today but i'm fascinated by that i love talking about it as you know i'm i'm gonna study some shit this year probably exploring that um because i'm obsessed with it but um yeah anyway all that to say awareness in the truest sense is the, is the starting point for all things. So we thought we'd start with it.
1: Mm. And that, the thing that's making me all quizzical, it, it it is worth not trying to intellectualize that, but to find those moments where you do open up to your own experience of it and you kind of allow it in because it, it it it's mystical it's it's so exciting you know we we can think in such a limited way you know we're so attached to these bodies and the experience that we have in them and how fascinating to think that it could all be a big dream <laughs> well and
0: depending on what how you think about it i mean when you go to bed at night and when you dream you're in that kind you're in the dream world. now that's generated in your consciousness, right? Mm. But it looks real as real. It feels real as real. And so mm. in the strangest ways it looks to me, we are kind of the the dream of of whatever is going on, mm. life, this bigger picture we're we're each in our own kind of dream. It's another it's like a it's a a different way of saying like our own reality tunnel, our own way of seeing the world. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so you're so right, mate, because I think for so many of us and this, you know, I've been there many times in my life, you know, I'm bored or whatever. And it's like, huh, boredom is kind of melts. It's impossible in the face of when we truly see what's happening, when we truly acknowledge what's happening in the moment it's incredible what's going on it's an absolute miracle we all are mm. like it's mm. it's 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 this mystical i love that word you used it's mystical and i think when we're feeling bored or when we've got a bit lost and all that stuff it's it's like it's not a bad thing but it is symptomatic of us just forgetting the this incredible mystery that we're a part of and so yeah as you say when you get caught in that actually just
1: caught staring at the moon going what the fuck well this is it this is it so i keep telling people i keep telling people to look up at the sky and they're like look at me as if i'm fucking mad i'm like no look up look up seriously uh i even recorded some content for our um stuff with annie about Mm. just, just look up was what i was saying and i'm gonna show you this is fucking awesome look at this this oh sorry, like people ash. can't say this on audio an audio medium. This is the really big universe book, which so oh, <laughs> I hit myself in the side of the head with this. It is literally fucking massive. So I was at the kids, the kids had World Book Day and got to go into school in the evening in their pajamas and slippers and have cocoa and listen to stories. And the school were trying to get rid of cool. some books that were this size that big that's <laughs> a really big I no ghosts. idea why they wanted to get rid of them but it's but it's freaking awesome and it's it's an old book right but it's I was like, gonna say it seem, looks
0: like it's from the 90s
1: yeah it's it probably is but it's fucking awesome and it's it's really cool like it's got some really cool pictures in it and um this is the kind of book like I would have eaten this up as a kid mm, and too. sitting with my kids reading it and I'm, I'm trying to like explain to them you know like you, you look up at the sun and The sun is the nearest star to us. So I don't know kids like that, that, you know, you see all the stars, right? The sun is the nearest star to us. And then you've got all of those other stars and all those other stars are a version of the sun in another galaxy with its own solar system. Like, how fucking amazing is that? And they're like, move, over, move over Brian Cox. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> not, not quite Bro. Brian Cox. But, but, but how cool is this? So, in this book, right, it talks about uh, it's, it's so it says, like, so the Milky Way, right, is our galaxy. And within our Milky Way, there's around, and this might be out of date now, so there might be more, 200 billion stars yeah, mate. in the Milky Way right and so that's just just in our galaxy, right you've got 200 billion stars that have then got their own solar system and things going on. And then there are a hundred billion galaxies that exist. like how can you even fucking comprehend that?
0: Well you can I mean you, you it's mental you, you can't you can't i mean there's so many things about i mean it's so trippy you know we the big bang happened so all this stuff that all that you know the the fact that it happened as fast as it did (laughs) means that when you're looking out into space at night because of that because of how slow (laughs) the speed of light is compared to like size the universe etc you're literally looking back in time like you're looking back into you know, the light from those stars hasn't hit us yet. So what you're seeing is the past you're looking into. So it's, it's, it's wild. There's so many, all that stuff. I mean, this is why I get so fascinated by, you know, space, consciousness, physics, all that, even the deep sea and all that. So when I was a kid, I was so fascinated by that. And I think we, we have these kind of like authentic explorations that this is, that come from the self actually. And we'll talk about another thing for the list, you know, creativity and authentic self-desire, authentic desire, but we, we're so alive with it we're fascinated by it as children um and then kind of these things start dropping in and programs get downloaded and we you know we get told oh that's not practical you know and all this kind of shit and and um and you know we end up i don't know just slowly just kind of forgetting just how lit up we were by all that stuff but it's it's absolutely still there
1: it's still there well it is because I'm now the owner of the biggest fucking book in the world about the really big universe from the 90s. I used to love those though. books. Right.
0: Go on, have a look. Check out
1: when, it, when it's I born. was
0: born in, in 1987. Is it older oh. than me? When were you born? 1987.
1: Oh, yeah, it's slightly older than you.
0: When was it born? It's
1: 11 years older than you, Mr. Sam.
0: 1999. That's when The Matrix came out. No,
1: you said you were born in 1987. Oh, 1998. 1998. <laughs> Maths with Sam. (laughs) And you're taking the piss out of me for being Brian Cox.
0: Me? I went one way, one number the wrong way. I have this weird thing. This is true. Me and my mates played this dice game. This this podcast has not gone where I thought it would go. We play this. Who'd have
1: thought we had a script?
0: But you throw... Where we throw these well, dice, class. and there's a whole there's a whole thing around it. And really often, this weird thing happens where I look at the numbers on the dice, and I and I declare that it's one off, and I'm not trying to do it. So I'll roll like a five and a two, which is seven, just in case anyone's wondering. And I'll be like, I have got eight, and everyone thinks I'm taking the piss. I'm like, it's like I've got um, <laughs> some kind of weird filter that comes in for uh... anyway.
1: Yeah, Matt... it's like playing snakes and ladders with the kids. Um, and they, they never, they always want to go up the ladder and then they don't want to go down the snake. And the other day I was playing with Chester and he, like, it, it, I had to let him, like, cheat a little bit to go up the ladders and then, bless him, he was getting really excited because he was right near the top. And then he hit the big snake. Oh, man. Like, you know, the one that goes right down to the bottom, his yeah, little yeah. face. So I said, I'll, I'll just turn away Chester and pretend pretend I didn't see that mate. Roll the dice again. <laughs> fucking hell.
0: What are you teaching? Well, we you again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go out
1: into the world awesome. and be like that's not fair, Mum. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so we um we wrote but that's
0: a script. But um, we did write a script actually, <laughs> didn't we? But I mean that's a. Uh, to be fair, to be fair, to be aware, <laughs> is um amazing. And it and that's very true. So just the awareness of the fact that you're existing and alive has within it a Unbelievable truth and feeling and mystery to it, and be on the lookout for that. There we go. How, that was a fucking great way to wrap that up, wasn't pulled it? Pull us, back in there. Yeah.
1: See, it's a good job you're not in charge. That's it. It's a good job. I've just, I've just realised you've got your present and sober t shirt on as well. So you're oh, definitely yeah. in charge. We're gonna watch out is, merch
0: coming your way soon. It is
1: actually. I've nearly.
0: There's a. There's a. It actually is. Yeah. Maybe we can make a really big book of your of our quotes i like, oh, that's a really good idea. I'm so full of good ideas. The present Getting and sober. You possibly
1: astronomical. Be
0: astronomical. <laughs> astronomical. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, imagine it. Imagine, like, you, we'd have to censor it. It would be 18 plus with, with your potty mouth around. Um, and we can put some kind of game in the back, present and sober. The game, the game of life <laughs> by present and sober. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> ellie's gone <laughs> uh, right i'm going back to the script we need a script you need a script <laughs> okay. so so there we go that's the, that's the kind of feels like the base level of this but in a really beautiful way not in like a like in the really most grounded level of awareness there's absolute magic in there um and then obviously there's all the different ways with all the different ways that we can focus our you know awareness on something right which is kind of is all built upon this very fact that we are aware the i am the experience that we all have of um knowing that we know which is the ever-present thing and that's who you really are that's who you really are everything else that's on top of that (laughs) i'm just waffling while ellie comes back have you muted yourself
1: no <laughs> so, I just can't, I, It's like being back at school
0: Well you bought the book out You bought the book out It was like being back at school with Ellie Crow I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna have to snip That bit of the video Of you holding the really big book of Planets and shit And do story time with Ellie Crow And then just like put it out there into the world <laughs> mm. um, Right <clears throat> Okay, George. you are you ready? I'm going to steer the ship again.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um did we are we are we ready to go beyond the beginning or do we want to talk about the beginning the beginning in terms of the uh, the
0: platform for change and Go on. Go go I think we did we did talk about it a bit but go on just just wrap it up for us. Wrap the beginning
1: well, up. Well the we you know, we can't change anything we're not aware of. Mm. So, the th- this initial initiatory stage it's it's really important, and it it's the part that is often resisted. We've particularly in the kind of groups that we work in, you we you, we're constantly coming across people that in the same way that I did, have spent many, many years skillfully navigating away from feeling emotion and allowing parts of our experience. So using alcohol as a means of of numbing, escape, running away from. And so it's really quite courageous to make a choice to turn towards this stuff Mm -hmm. and start to look at things that you so far haven't allowed and on the one hand like you can have moments of release which just feel incredible which are then compelling to um you know like I, I i want to do more of this like i i see how things can just fall away but equally it can be extremely painful and it can be extremely destabilizing because all this stuff was typically happening anyway, in the background of our awareness. But because we didn't have, uh, we weren't mindful of it. We didn't have, we didn't bring conscious awareness to it. Uh, it it it's just there, running the show. And then once we're bringing it to the foreground, it almost feels like sim- symptomatically, like things get worse because we now see it. Whereas we didn't see it before, and so I'll often come across people that are really in uh, a situation of a lot of judgment of self because of what they now see that they didn't before, and the the rally cry really is to uh, to use it that that painful feeling to use that as cause for celebration because. But for the fact that you now are aware, you can't change anything.
0: Well, I mean, healing's on the other side of that thing. Mm. No, you're you're not that that whatever it is that's um come up. Um, you're not that. <laughs> you're not that. Um, it's kind of moving through you. It doesn't define you. It's not who you are. And even though it may feel. Uncomfortable and difficult. You've got these brilliant. You've got an amazing physiology. Physic. <laughs> get back to school.
1: You know, all of
0: your different systems. Your physiological system, your biological system, all those systems. They're they're built to be able to to handle emotion. But we, you know, breathing, for example, is incredibly powerful when these things come up and then it's just the aware, just awareness and breathing is, is pretty much the most powerful thing there is. And it's interesting. I was reflecting on the thing you said at the beginning, which was, um, or a short while ago where you said, you know, we can't change something that we're not aware of. And I was like, I was thinking about that. And I, and I think there are definitely um, large areas of life where that's the case. And then there's also areas where I was thinking if you've got a subconscious belief or something like that and you don't know you've got it, it is possible to have, um, you know, definitely have insights that wipe out things from the subconscious and unconscious without us necessarily even knowing. And then life just kind of looks different. Um,
1: How would you know though?
0: Well, you don't, but that's the, <laughs> but you don't need to, That but like, but you know, because life gets lighter, right? So for example, if I'm carrying, give you an example, let's see what comes to me. Um, some form of, Um, struggling with with self-worth or something right so maybe someone's you know running a program they don't know around um, being worthy of something and so every time they they earn a load of money they (laughs) start like spending it for example it's like they're not comfortable with it being in the bank account or whatever someone might not necessarily consciously be aware of that but they may have you know they could have a really profound insight um, of spiritual insight or it could be in anywhere that would that would sort of suddenly they they see who they really are, and they fall into this deep understanding that worth and value is a is a given. Like it's not mm-hmm. something that we earn. And so suddenly, then suddenly, you know, they start finding that, yeah, it doesn't make sense to them to spend money in the way that they used to or something like that. That said though, I wasn't I wasn't trying to be like, contrarian i thought the question i thought it was really curious question that you asked and but in a lot of instances in life what you've said looks very real to me it looks like the moment something comes into our awareness something massive is happening because by definition it's no longer unconscious or Mm. subconscious so it's come into the in into the kind of the world of the conscious mind which you know is is only a fraction of what's going on Exactly. Um, so I think yeah. it's true. So like this yes. kind of. But I, I was just curious. I just just interesting to no, it's, think it, about it. It's a
1: really yeah. It's a really interesting point. I think that the the difference is. Uh. Consciously wanting to change something mm. or not. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you can. Yeah. Sure. Well.
0: Exactly that, and that's kind of at the beginning when we had the chat. To me, it comes down to what are you aware of? Because if you're aware of your. If you're aware of what you'd love to create in the world, and that's a journey, but if you're aware of that, what you want to bring into being, what you'd love to experience, all those kinds of things, then your orientation is towards creating Mm. and you'll bring things into being that will pull some of that stuff out of you. Exactly,
1: exactly. But if
0: your orientation is problem-focused, you'll be looking at all the things in your life you don't want and then rather than creating things, and so, like solving problems as a byproduct, right, a beautiful mm. byproduct, you focus on the problems um, and then you can get locked into kind of, you know, looking around mm. at all the things you don't want in your life and then you're not creating. Then you're kind of in a different space. So awareness is very, very powerful.
1: Yeah. This feeds into when when we're coaching in the the Snack of Mind programs, The one of the first things that people are asked to do is to, reframe their goal from being a behavioral based goal to an emotional or an emotion based goal. So for example, if your goal is, I want to stop drinking, it's not particularly inspiring. And if I rewind back to the back end of my drinking career, if I'd have set a goal for myself to, well, and I did, I was moderating, I'll only drink on weekends, I won't drink during the week. Well, It was just a miserable existence. Felt deprived, felt like I was missing out. There was no little to no motivation around it whatsoever. When I reoriented myself around what I did want, which was peace in my life. So forget about what I'm doing behaviorally. I can't speak either. Forget about what I'm doing. But this is how I want to feel. This is how I want to live my life. Then everything changed because that was really highly motivating to me to consider how I wanted to feel and start to live into that place. And then the good news is all the behavioral stuff that follows that follows naturally. so it it feels it feels very close to that to me and how that that reframing of a goal can have such an impact and it's so funny because again people are so fucking resistant to it you know like how many times we we talk to people and they that it's just i think it must just be you know the old you know the old way of doing things like that we we focus on the behavior but it it can be so massively undermining
0: i mean it makes sense right you look at the thing that's causing all the damage which to you looks like alcohol is kind of having the impact. And so you think, Oh, well, if I took that away, then everything would kind of sort itself out. And I mean, my, my metaphor, the way I've I've spoken about this for the last couple of years is talking about, you know, I want to, I want to stop the thing or I don't want to do the thing anymore is an invitation, right. To, to something, but there's a party, there's a whole party and, and what happens in my experience, what happens when we figure out what the party is, which is what we'd really love to have happen, the experience that we'd love to have, how we'd like to feel, all those kinds of things. Um, then the invita- then we get excited about the invitation. It's kind of like if you imagine like you had like a, an invitation to something and you didn't know what the party was, <laughs> you're just like walking around with this invitation going, "Yeah, this is you know, just looking at it, you know, and you're like, i don't I don't it doesn't mean anything, really? It's just it's just it's kind of fairly meaningless. And I might not realize that. But the moment, I have a visualization or a understanding of what's going to be at the party. I'm walking around with the invitation. I'm like, look at this. Yeah. So suddenly Mm. stopping drinking feels entirely different. um, When we see where it sits in the. I guess in the kind of, in the fabric, in the tapestry of this beautiful life that we want to create. So yeah, it looks like a focus thing and it looks like a really, it, it, it just looks like the, the kind of intellectual mind doesn't really know what to what to do with it because it's like no i just want to get this thing away and the heart the heart we're asking the heart the question of like what would i love most like that's that's not coming from the intellect it's coming from somewhere else it's coming from you so so we have to kind of just like give up the give up the logical and move into the kind of uh into the heart and ask that
1: question right oh i like that i like that
0: oh so in the blink of an eye one week to be precise we'll be back with part two so uh yeah come to the facebook group let us know what you've seen so far go leave us a review that would be beautiful and uh as all ellie Crow said perhaps we'll even read it out for you that would be cool wouldn't it
1: all right team see you next week